This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome. This is the Retro Report, Barnsley FC's longest-running podcast, part of the TalkSport Fans Network and, of course, powered by Barnsley Sport. Uh, we're a week and a half into the 23-24 season and Barnsley fans find themselves arguing, worrying and venting at each other and the club. So, after a week away and short stay in hospital, I think it's time to uh, to call my mates, get together and let's find out what's actually happening and give when their views. Coming, then? <laughs> and give their views on everything. Available <laughs> you heard him because he normally talks before he's prompted. And um, Steve is here. Steve, right? Just explain for the people that are listening to the podcast. You've got a little like subtitle under your name. Just talk to me about it. What does it say, and why have we put this on today? Oh, Julian Key Appreciation Society, why not? Everybody else seems to be slagging her off, but I still like home shirts, so I think, you know what, that, get this promotion in. She's supposed to be PR guru and all this sort of thing. Um, so let's support her and let's see if we can get to know why. Shop's absolutely bleeding empty. They're into shirt to be bought uh, and we're like nearly two weeks into the season. How much revenue have we lost? Um I'm sure she'll be able to answer these questions even tonight on YouTube, which will be a nice uh, a nice start to the conversation, I'm sure. And also joining us, uh, various uh, articles written this week already, uh, Ian, but you're here again to give your views. Ian, or Red's Report, Ian, how are you this evening? I'm very well. Good evening, chaps. Good evening. Good evening. Now... It's that in the toilet, Matt. <laughs> sounds a bit echoey. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I'm in the uh... no guest toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, covered in it again. Ian, if you need a minute to flush, just put yourself on mute and come back whenever you need to, mate. All right. Cheers, so, 
And right, let's start. Steve, let's start with you this week. Three matches, league matches, a win, a draw, a loss. Why are people panicking? Of course, that's what people do, mate. You should know that. Obviously, we're Barnsley fans. That's what we do best. Um, everybody will have got carried away at 7-0 and thought we're world beaters and we'll be signing Messi and Ronaldo and nobody will want to go to Saudi Arabia. They'll all want to come to us. Um, then we come back to earth with a, with a bit of a bang uh, in Cup, but nobody cares about Cup anyway, so that's fair enough. Um but Tuesday night, obviously the main one, decent first half, played some decent football. Peter always looked a threat, um, pace-wise. I think that's one of the one of the main things that came out of Tuesday night is the fact that we're uh, we're very slow even on the break. Uh, Peterborough always looked as though they were going to do something. Uh, then we went and scored, and everything went tits up from there, really. Um, performance dropped, we sat back, we let them attack us, we made stupid mistakes. Um, you question at times perhaps the substitutions, would you have done it like that? You question a bit of the formation, would you have changed it? Um, so then everybody goes into meltdown and, you know, we'll be relegated by Christmas. So basically a normal first couple of weeks in Barnsley. <laughs> Ian, is it fair to say, I saw a couple of comments on Twitter that Peterborough is run to a similar model um, as ourselves, finding young talent, developing mm. them and then selling them on. And somebody put, they were able to hold on to their assets because the, the, the price that they wanted um, clearly wasn't matched by anyone. Was it maybe a bit more sort of, you know, blown up or, or amplified because it was Peterborough that we lost against and their strikers are still their strikers and, you know, they're in form and they're doing really, really well. Or is it more maybe fair to say that actually it was on the pitch? It was the players' issues, the players or the, the, the maybe the head coach issues that sitting back and defending a 1-0 lead is never going to work in this league. Where, where where do you sort of, can we say, lay the blame or where did it go wrong? A, a bit of both, really. Um, you can't... I've said this, and I know it's, it's difficult, but our board could learn a lot from... Some of the some other clubs in League One who've managed to keep hold of their best players and have hit the ground running. Uh, Posh won three out of three now, um, or they're up there, second or something. Um, but I think ultimately, um, it was what went on on the pitch. Um, it was always going to be a tough game. It was always going to be a real challenge. Uh, we knew they're going to be up there again, Peterborough. We know that. Um, Individual mistakes, which Neil Collins can't legislate for. Uh, but like Steve said, there were some times where people said, why take Cole and Waters off when Waters was like a bag of spanners? Absolute waste of time, but Cole was at least still trying. Um, but, you, but you can't legislate for um, individual errors, uh, Williams, um, and certainly Kitchen. Um, the midfield was slow, ponderous. Uh, we've got no, apart from the wing-backs, we've got no pace to cut teams open, whereas Bristol Rovers and then Peterborough just cut through the centre of us. Without Luca Connell, there is no leader, there is no somebody who sets the pace, um, and you can't, you can't, Neil Collins can't legislate for that, can he? It's, uh, Steve, it, it's strange, isn't it? Um, we talked a lot about Herbie Kane last season, how good he was in that settled midfield, you know, that he, he, he played 
almost like, you know, for the price tag that we played for him, played really, really well. Um, it's fair to say that quite a few players had an off evening on, on Tuesday evening and there was quite a bit of abuse hurled. Then a day or two days later, he does the press conference, very open and honest. You know, Adam Oxley is asking him questions. According to him, nobody from the club has been about extending his contract. I'll be honest, I wouldn't expect the club to come in, in, in the first 10 days of the new season. I think those discussions will probably start maybe before Christmas or something like that, but that's just me. And he says that, you know, there the needs to be more signings. And everybody is suddenly back. You know, they went in, the Herbie Kane is shite and he needs to go. And then he says there has been no contract negotiations and he feels we need more players and everybody is back on the Herbie Kane bandwagon. Um, bit unfair, isn't it, really? Because there is some blame to lay at, at players' feet for Tuesday. And would you have expected the club to enter negotiations sort of like day 12 of the new season for the 24-25 season with the player? Um, no, not really, to be honest. Um, it is nice that a player can come out and feel that he, he can make on his comments, which is always good. However, it does make you wonder whether that's going to shoot him in foot as far as the club's concerned. Um, I mean, I, I do remember a couple of seasons ago, uh, a certain defender making similar sort of comments that were quite unusual to make at that time from a player. And since then, he's obviously moved on. And after them comments, you know, he, he, he sort of got castigated in, in press and, and Twitter and Facebook, etc. Um and his name escapes me, but I just put that down to old age. Um, but there you go. I went to Blackburn. Can't remember his name. What was his name? And so it's just not me then. That's fine. Oh, um, yeah. Britain. Callum Britain. Britain. Hey. Yeah. Sorry for the delay. He's well, apparently. He's well liked. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for Irby Kane's performance, I mean, I... I had to go at Herbie Kane a couple of seasons back and I always said that he lived. He, he was living off one decent season at Donny and then we went and paid over a million pounds for him. He basically did nothing for a season, went to Oxford and was fairly decent, came back and had a really good season for his last season. So I thought he'd, he'd sort of turned the corner. However, you look at him from Tuesday night and he, he actually demonstrated more than anybody else how slow and ponderous our midfield is we've, we've no pace in there at all but the thing that let him down on, on Tuesday for me were his passing corners and free kicks he couldn't even beat front man first man so that were a bit disappointing again let's you know let's not get carried away Christ we're only two proper games into the season but it makes you wonder whether he is set up for a move that they haven't started talking about contracts who knows maybe he's come out and said all this so it does cause a stir because he wants to move. I mean, you've got to say, we talked about Kitchen a few moments ago. You know, his head's been turned. You can see that. He was shocking on Tuesday night. He played worse on Tuesday than he did 12 months since. So has his head been turned? And if so, why are we not getting on at him and saying, like we did with Callum Styles last season, get you sent off? Because it's exactly the same situation. Steve, um, uh, Ian, it's strange, isn't it? Because um, obviously I, I, I couldn't go on Tuesday. I was in hospital, so I listened to my colleagues of the of hospital radio. It sounded like we're looking for leaders on the pitch as well, which is ironic to say we knew Mats were going anyway, so uh, 
But Norwood was a bit of a leader, was a mentor, was a guide. And obviously he's gone as well. Um, it's still early days, but it feels like maybe there's a, there's a lot resting on Kitchen's shoulders, his future at Barnsley FC. It's a bad place to be a captain as well in that position then, isn't it? When you've been linked with a, a, a move away. Um, we're missing Connell, who, who can maybe be that influence. But is, is, is it fair to say that maybe that model of these young players and, and, and experience, because a player can have lots of experience, but it doesn't necessarily make him a leader, does it? Do we lack leaders in the 11 that we've got at the moment? I think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it was noticeable Liam Roberts uh, in that Port Vale game, how he was shouting and bawling at his defenders, which is a good sign of a, of a keeper. But very, but you look across that side, and there's not many other people who are putting an arm around. Or you, you look at that team spirit, <clears throat> especially in that second half of the season, and you look at that team spirit after that semi in that semi final against Bolton, that, certainly that second leg, and the atmosphere, and how they celebrated it, and look at it now, and it looks a shadow of the place. And I, and I just felt Kane's frustration, and he's one of the senior players in that squad, as in he's been here longer than a few of them. And he must be sort of sat there thinking, why are we doing it again? Why are we, you know, we're building this team. We had a right good shot at it last season. Suddenly you've lost all these players. You're bringing in these other lads who are going to take 12, 18 months to settle in. And we're back to square. Well, we had a real chance of championship football last season, just missed out. And you, and you then go and, um, sell all, all your experience and you're going to lose one or two but I, I sense the real frustration from it and I sense that's coming from the dressing room um, and, and I think Norwood's come out and said exactly the same and then he's gone and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Kane said the same and, and you, you're not telling me that two senior pros or, or people who've been there long longer than most, I know Norwood only there 12 months but he's a senior pro are coming out and saying this, there's got to be something in that dressing room that they're not happy with the board, not the manager, with the board. Um, Steve, uh, Collins was asked in the press conference yesterday um, about it all, and, and he said it, it's unfair to judge after three matches, and he also mentioned that there's quite a few players who injured or not playing at the moment. Now, is it fair to say that Connell is probably the biggest miss? Because players as good as they are, as Matty Wolf, Cundy, McCarthy were never really so far, besides McCarthy, maybe first team players, were they? No. It's all right saying we've still got injuries, but actually fully fit. How many of those that are injured at the moment, besides Connell, would actually start? Is that, is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you, you, obviously, we're going on last season. Uh, Connell was the, the shining light. We got him for Nolte. Uh, and he, he's shown to be a battler. He can play a ball. He can have a shot. He's always talking. He's got a lot of character about him. But you don't build a team about one around one player. This is the thing. And we're all saying, oh, it'll, it'll all be different when Connell comes back. What happens if it's not? Do you know what I mean? You've got to keep a level head in this situation. And yeah, I want Connell back tomorrow. And we know he's not going to be. And I don't think anybody's got a, a, a true reflection on what has been wrong with him, whether it's been a physical illness, whether it's been a mental illness. Nobody seems to know there's nothing coming out of the club. Apparently, he's back, he's back training from what, uh, from what I read somewhere uh, yesterday, I think. So the sooner we can get him back, the better. 
but you can see there's definitely not the same camaraderie between the players. Not at the minute, anyway. No. I don't put it down to Collins at all because, like you said, why are we panicking three games in? One, one, draw, and one, lost one. And the one that we've lost, nobody cares about. So, and the one that we've drawn, nobody cares about, should I say. So, um, you know, well, we, we lost. We lost against Peterborough, didn't we? Lost That's against. Good. Lost against cup game. I'm, see, I'm even cup game. Oh. It's just not yeah. important. No. It, it's it's three games in, so don't panic. But I, I understand the need for experience, and you can see that. And I think that's what Irby Kane were trying to put across: that we have lost players that were an influence on the younger players and on the team as a whole. And if you don't replace that, you are back to 11 individuals. And if they are young, you know, perhaps they haven't got an idea of what's what's required to make a League One winning side. And, and some of them, obviously, you know, are, are new to this. So did, Ian, the, the opening day win... Because that changed people's mindset straight away. They wanted they, they wanted owners out. They needed to be sold. They needed to be, you know, in, in Peel Square in the stock so we could throw stuff. And that's immediately changed after 7 0. They were the best things ever in the football world. Um, was that result then papering over the cracks maybe a little bit? Was that maybe down to Port Vale not being very good? Or is it more a, 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 a mindset thing for the Barnsley players? Because if they're capable of beating Port Vale 7 0, why do we surrender a 1-0 lead at home on a Tuesday night against uh, and against Peterborough? I think Port Vale was a freak result, wasn't it? Everything we, everything we hit went in. First 20 minutes, we were played off the park. People, people seem to forget that. We couldn't get out. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? You reds? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Out of our own half in that first 20 minutes, and there were, there were grumblings in the crowd at one point until we had that one break, our first proper attack scored, and everybody just relaxed, and the players relaxed, and we got a, a second right on half time, killed the game, and everything we hit in the second half went in. So it was a freak result. I think we're on level points with Port Vale. <clears throat> um, 
So it wasn't, and I've said to a lot of people, it wasn't a 7-0 performance. We didn't play champagne, champagne football. And, and, and you know, um, it was, as I say, first 20, 25 minutes, we're all veil. Um, so it did probably paper over the cracks. I, th- I think it's more, I think four points out of the first three games, uh, is it four points out of the first three games? Yeah. Isn't yeah. too bad. Isn't, isn't, isn't that bad. Bristol Rovers look good. Uh, it was more the perform. It's the performances, isn't it? I mean, you look at Bristol Rovers. We scored after seven minutes and then did nothing for the next eighty odd, and it were all one way traffic. And to be honest, if they'd have had the scoring boots on, that'd have been four or five. That was the danger. Um, and for fifty five minutes, we played well against Peterborough. It was a cr- cracking game to watch, and we really went, you know, end to end and toe to toe with them. But we seem to have this thing where at the minute. And it's been well documented. We go one up and we don't know what to do. And we go in our shell and just do we hold on to it instead of going for a second or bossing the game. Yeah. That's been I've got to say that Liam Liam Roberts, I thought, was outstanding on Tuesday yeah. night. But he's made uh, some I mean he's made some incredible he made some yeah. great saves in that Port Vale game at nil nil. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he, he could be, you know, yeah. I know we talk about signings at season and hopefully hopefully we've not made signing at season yet. But <laughs> He's he's looking he's looking re- really good really good yeah. as a keeper. Well, in in that vein, Dan, because that's my next question. We've talked seventeen minutes and fifty four seconds about negatives. What are the positives? Let's talk about some of the positives. You mentioned Leah Roberts. Is it fair to say that Casper Lapata is is showing yeah. signs of of mm-hmm. being a really really good defender for yeah. us as well? Is it anyone else? I thought Cotter had a good game on Tuesday yeah. night. First half, mm-hmm. it were only one really that had got any sort of pace. And actually showed any sort of attacking. Um, I mean, all right, he scored. Were it lucky? Were it a shot? Were it a cross? Don't care. Went in. Um, so I thought Cotter had a decent game, to be honest. Uh, that might be about it. Cadden weren't so bad. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I tend to agree. I think uh, Lapata looks, uh, you know, it <laughs> looks like a, a, a could be another Mads Anderson. It looks a belting signing. Liam Roberts, I mean, we're like now we're like going Harry Eistead who, Brad Collins who, you know, he's he's come in and, and done a great job already. Um, I like Cotter. Uh, he, he, yeah, he might not be, um, there's room for improvement, but the lad wants to get the, on the ball and the lad wants to try and make things happen. And and, and Nicky Cadden has been put some great balls in this so far this season and then has scored a good goal as well. So um, there are smatterings, but the trouble is we look like it. 11 individuals who've not had a pre-season together. That's the problem. Yeah. And uh, finally, Dan, on, on all this, what about the strength in depth? What is it that we need? You know, we talk about, you look at the bench sometimes. Uh, I'll go to Ian first because Steve's already laughing. What What is it before this transfer season finishes that we would need to sign or what position do we need to sign for to just give that? Because it's all right having a really good starting eleven, but we know with McCarthy last season, you know, one injury can put somebody out yeah. for the rest of the season. So you need cover for places. Where, do, where does Barnsley need to strengthen then? I think... You've got to remember we've got quite an injury list, and and you know there's a couple of centre halves there that would be on the bench and give us options. Um, midfielders, I'd like to see. We've got a few strikers, so I'd, I'd like to see somebody from a midfielder who can who can thread a ball through, who can who can win a game, who can put a ball through for Cole to go one on one with somebody, or you know really I'm not seeing it with Styles yet this season. Just somebody like a little. 
just a midfielder that can make things happen and make us tick and, and, and create chances. And Kane's not quite done it. Connell plays a little bit deeper. John Russell's very laboured in, in, in his mannerisms. I'd like to see a midfielder who, who um, can make things happen, a bit like Luke Thomas could do occasionally. What about you, Steve? I want somebody who can run fast. <laughs> I'd just like to see some pace. We haven't yeah. had anybody really pace-wise for quite a number of, of seasons, to be honest, whether it's a winger or a midfielder or a striker. I just want to see some sort of injection of pace into that side. It's all right playing fancy football and knocking ball about, etc. But we've no real outlet ball that you can have a quick break. Peterborough showed that on, on Tuesday night. You know, they, they could get upfield really quick. They've got two or three options for an out ball. Um, and I, I get what Ian says about a midfielder who can play a pass. But it's no good having somebody who can play a pass if you ain't got nobody to pass it to. And we seem to do quite a lot of sideways and backwards passing, as we always do, uh, on Tuesday. So, yeah, I'd just like to see whether it's a striker, a forward, an attacking midfield, whatever. Let's just try and get a bit of pace in a side that is very sedate. It really is. Um, let's talk then. It's it, it's it's Friday as we're recording this, half past five. In an hour and a half, there's an open forum at, uh, at the club um, and it is being broadcast live via their YouTube channel, I believe. Is it not so, secret? No, not this one. Not this okay. one. Um, You're not going. I'll, uh, no, we went to the other one. We went to the other one, Steve. Anybody that wanted to go could have gone. There were 200 tickets up for grabs. Exactly. And, and 200 people got one. And the others, you know, you can, and the thing is as well, if you didn't get a ticket, you can actually, ja, uh, Jacqueline Ankia says you can tweet her with a question if you've got it. And if it's an appropriate question, that will be asked. Um, Ian, potentially, because... Um, that could be quite toxic atmosphere, isn't it? Which is the one thing you want to avoid, because I believe Neil Collins will be there tonight as well. Um, yeah. And how do you see this one go? Because people want to know about the shirts. And you know what? Absolutely valid. To have a marketing supremo on the board and being two, three weeks into a season. And I know they'll say it's supplier issues, and I get that completely. No, no. No, it's no, not supplier issues at all. You look at other clubs that have got the same supplier as us, and they had their shirts at end of bloody May. I'm not, I'm not saying that's anyway, what they're going to say. But they're, not, they're not going to say, we forgot to order them, are they? So, listen, whatever they say, they say. But, you know, so I get, so those sort of comments, I think, are absolutely valid. We brought people in for their expertise, Steve, yeah. I, I don't know, but Steve saying, you know, you can't get much in the shop. People have ordered shirts and we're still waiting. So that is. Um, what what sort of atmosphere are you expecting? People want the big news from Khaled. And personally, I think it was too early to even mention that. You, you should have waited with that yeah. until you know you can give a time frame off within the next four weeks. We've got some exciting news for you. What what are you expecting and are you watching? Um, I'll try and watch. Yeah, I think what will be... They're all very, very valid points. I think the stuff... Uh, there's not a problem. Is there a lot to ask Neil Collins on the pitch? We know that this, the transfer window's still open a little bit. You know, he's only, he's only just sort of settling in. Three um, weeks in. What can you ask yeah. him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think the questions are more going to be for Khaled and Julian Key, without a shadow of a doubt. We'll laugh about the big news, but, you know, it's a valid point. 
he, he did come out with it just as the um, early bird season ticket sales were coming out. Um, the shirt thing is, you know, is it Fanatics they've got now who are a renowned company? Oh, yeah. So all the shirts out for all the other football clubs. No other football club has had this issue. And on the first game of the season, you normally see thousands of fans with the new shirts. It'll be uh, open day normally. Normally except, open day. Yeah. Except Barnsley Football Club. My lad, he's still looking at his order on his phone, still showing us pending. They took the 60 quid off him quick enough. Yeah. But he's yeah, still waiting. Absolutely. Still waiting for the bloody shirt, and it's now supposed to be coming next week, nearly you know by the end of the bloody month. And it's it, it's it's genuine. I mean, fans can gripe about some stuff, and sometimes you think, oh, give over. That's a silly question. But I think they're going to be very very valid points. There's issues of they keep going on about the standing. Don't you know? I saw all the comments that people were saying about when the club tweeted out about you know yeah. don't stand and all this. Like, there's a real uh, underbelly of like discontent and. The genuine questions um, for the board. So I think Neil Collins might probably not get not get a chance to answer some questions because it's all going to be at the board. Because because let's face it, these fans forum only come around every now and again, and it is a chance to to front up the, the powers that be at the club. And, and again, and I'm not taking anything away because I'm, I'm you know I, I, I'm not a happy clapper. But again, when I read the articles from the club about the standing, it's not the club saying we don't want you to stand up. It's the club of being reminded by the EFL and by all these other people and the safety groups and everything else that it can't. They're just passing a message along there. So, and I get, and and I, if one thing Callat will be really good at is, is hopefully reiterating that to people. Because I think a lot of people think Callat sits in his office and thinks, what can I do to piss him off this week? Tell you what, I'm going to tell him not to stand. And yeah. and it's not, it's, it's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not like that, isn't it? So, um, are you watching Steve tonight? I'm going to try to. Hopefully, I can if I can find it. Wherever it is on YouTube, I'm sure you're going to tell everybody, all our lovely listeners, whereabouts they can find it at some point. Um, obviously, I've got a blank look again. Never mind. Um, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and watch it, see what's to be said. Um, I hope it doesn't descend into, you know, a, a, a bad experience or farce or whatever you want to call it. I hope people who go are the genuine people who, you know. If, if you if you say a piece on Twitter, I hope they're managing to get there tonight and and say the piece there and not just save it for a uh, you know for the keyboard when they get home. There are a lot of relevant questions, like we've said, surrounding shirts, uh, the standing part. Which, let's face it, if we could have standing, I'm sure they would apply for it. Which is what any EFL club can do; they can apply for standing. Um, you can't just stand up because they won't let you. So, to me, that there's no argument there. All they're doing is backing up what EFL's telling them. Um, I think the main the main questions tonight are going to be around team selection, not team selection, uh, player selection. You know, we've gone back to the spreadsheet. Is the spreadsheet working? You know, you make your own mind up about that. Um, it's just going to be about recruit. I think a lot of the questions will be around recruitment, around selling. Obviously, the question of kitchen, I think, will arise, and somebody's going to obviously ask, "Is kitchen going? Yes or no?" We heard one thing previously. Obviously, that could be changing now, which is fine. If it's going, that's fine. But I just, I hope it's a sensible evening with sensible questions and not your usual. Keyboard warriors who think they can now put a voice, a face to a voice, sort of thing. Um, 
just before we finish off then, Oxford at home, Saturday. Um, you can get a pint in four seconds. Yeah. Um, nice, actually, as well. I've tried it. Yeah. I didn't like it when I got home and I realised how much I'd paid for it. But anyway, that's, that's another thing. Um, changes from Tuesday night then. Who's coming in? Who's going to the bench? Or who's staying at home and not even part of the squad? Adam Phillips, yeah. first one. That's the only change for me. That's the only thing uh, I think he'll change. I'd like to change two or three, but I yeah. think the only change will be Adam Phillips for Russell. Yeah, Russell to the bench, possibly Waters. I think he looks a bit off at the minute. I'd give uh, Dallas full 90 minutes if, if, if he's fit enough. But other me, than that... For me, Kitchen won't play tomorrow. I'm sorry, yeah. but he wouldn't. Kitchen won't play. He doesn't deserve to play. You've got to, he's not played well um, all, in these games. No. It's been a, a mixed week. Um, when you think of Barnsley as a, a town and, and a football club this week, uh, one of our own is in the World Cup final at 11 o'clock on Monday morning in Bethany, England. Obviously, Hills from town took one of the penalties and they're in the final. Sad news as well when one of the more famous sons of this town, uh, Michael Parkinson, sadly passed away. So let's hope that on Saturday, Barnsley can put, Barnsley Football Club can put another notch on the positive ones. And to make sure they do, Ian. Score prediction and the first goal scorer, please. Flipping eight, put me on the spot. Well, no, I like right. it when he does you first. <laughs> well, yeah, Steve, Steve is <laughs> you know not the full table. Is 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 the negative first? Oxford haven't won at Oldwell since '93, so 30 years. So they're due to win, and they wiped the floor with Derby the other night and should have probably put four or five past them. So I'll probably say I'll go one-one. Uh, first goal scorer. Cadden. I'll go Herbie Kane 2 1 Barnsley. Oh. I'm going to go Steve. Swansea win Coventry, Coventry 3. I think Coventry will win. Are we not talking about <laughs> No, we're not talking about Coventry, are we? Um, do you know what? I think it will be a 1 all draw. And who's going to score? Oh, well, up to now, only attacking threats being Cotter. So, you know what? I'm going to go Barry Cotter again. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll uh, I'll be in Skeg Vegas tomorrow. So, I'll be watching from the caravan or listening. Are you sure? Do you ever go to any of these games, you, Barnsley fan? I'm in, uh, I'm in the Lake District as well. So, it's only you going. <laughs> well, actually, I'm not going tomorrow because I'm going somewhere else. So, actually, none of us are going tomorrow. Where are you going? Sorry, Steve. Where are you going? I'm going to Shepfest in York. Shepfest. Shepfest. Is that something you can tell us about before eight o'clock on the Friday, or do we have to wait till the covered week? in German shepherds? <laughs> well, there you go. And I'm on that you, note, I'm taking one of mine up there because it's like a big, it's like Nebworth for German German shepherds. So uh, there you go. That's where I'm going tomorrow. If I can get back in time, I might actually get there, but. If I'm having too good a time, you know what? Stuff them. They don't come and see me when I'm bad, so I don't see why I should go and see them. <laughs> you have been listening to the Reps Report. Barnsley FC, the longest running podcast. Proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network and powered by Barnsley Sport. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You Reds. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.